Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. This is Mark, and as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Micah. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Welcome back. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, been a pretty solid week, pretty busy week, but good nonetheless. Right. What about you, Micah? Uh, yeah, things have been going great. Um, kind of been uh, enjoying my last little bit of uh, time off. Um, got some gaming in, so it's been a good week. Excellent. You still enjoying that time off? Oh, yes. Uh, I am um, going to enjoy it up until the bitter end. <laughs> That's right. That is for sure. Yes, enjoy it. Enjoy it, my friend. Yeah, man, I yeah. see the school is just coming so fast, man. I'm not ready for it. Yeah, yeah it's coming fast for, for everyone. So uh, it's uh, it's just it's that about that time of the year. Yeah, unfortunately so. But the good thing I'll... is that means uh, football season's coming up and uh, – the summer drought of no releases in the summer is is over, and we'll be getting new releases uh, beginning in the fall. So, yes, I am exciting excited. time of the year. I am excited. Just last for that half full. Yep, exactly. Yep. Well, we ready to dive into it? Absolutely. Let's see what is going on in the gaming world now. Who wants to start? I have a. A quick one. Uh, it's not really news, but just a kind of a something kind of crazy I noticed on my Steam list the other day. Uh, if y'all want to start th- there, go for it. So um, I don't know if I'm talked about it on the podcast, but uh, Square Enix really um, announced a, a remaster of the first six Final Fantasy games. So they came out on July 28th, and I bought a pack. I bought the package that has all six. Um, and one through three came out on July 28th. Well, on July 30th, to be honest with you, I'd kind of forgotten that it came out. I was busy. I was like crazy busy that week. But on July 30th, I remembered. And the only reason I remember that this was two days later is because by July 30th, all three that were out, every single game has a 100% achievement, like completion rate by the players who played it. Whoa. Yeah, two days after they came out. Um, so I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, I don't know how long those games are, but but you said everybody has it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Everybody who's played the game, all the games, all three have. Yeah, all the achievements have been completed. I guess by everyone who's played it, or enough that it has says a hundred percent completion rate. It's kind of odd, isn't it? That's wild. Yeah, wow. especially since uh, Final Fantasy Two is like not popular, um, and and I have the three D remake of Final Fantasy. These are all these remakes are supposed to like look pretty, uh, as far as I know, like pretty true to their original releases. Um, so I have the three D remake of Final Fantasy Three on Steam, and it is not like that at all. Uh, you know, like it has like a fifty percent here, a thirty five percent completion right there. Um, so I don't know if these remaster. I haven't played them yet, but I, so I don't know if these are just like that good. 
uh, or if it's like a glitch. But I'm I'm thinking it's got to be a glitch. Yeah, how, how many days do you say it took? Like two days? Yeah, two days from the 28th wow. to the 30th. There's no way. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that... how I don't know how long these are. Um, with you, Mark, the the earliest Final Fantasy game I've played is Final Fantasy four. So I've not I've not played one, two, or three. Um, but there none of them are short games. That's what I was thinking. So, so I I'm thinking it probably is a glitch, but I, I checked even like this week, um, and it's it's still saying the same thing. So I don't know if it's not I don't know if it's something like Steam or Square Enix or whatever it just isn't concerned about if it is a glitch or yeah, or it could be that the uh, the only people who played on release day are the hardcore fans. That too, you know. So I don't know. That's that's wild. Yeah, I thought it was kind of kind of crazy. Thought it'd be at least worth mentioning. Hmm. Yeah, you have to keep us updated though. When you when you play them, let me know. I'm curious to see. Uh, how they are can you see the achievements on steam though without buying the game uh yeah you you should be able to i'm not gonna try and open it since my laptop likes to give me fits but (laughs) (laughs) i think you can if you just go to the store page sorry i gotta put in my birth date apparently i'm not old enough (laughs) yeah you know dude those first three games are violent yep Nudity, remaster, drug use, all in glorious pixel art. What day did you say it came out? July twenty eighth. The first yeah, that's just the first three. Four through six have not come out yet. Right, here we go. Final Fantasy three. Steam Steam achievements. Uh. Doing better than me. I can't even find it for some reason. My steam is just like done. Probably surprised you're looking up Final Fantasy uh, at all. I think it was a glitch, Mark, because yep. it has now been broken down on my page. I see that now, at least on the store page. I'm gonna, let me see if the yeah. library says anything different. Maybe. It still says Ryan is playing Factorio for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep, it looks like it's been fixed. Okay. Yeah, because well, never I, mind then. I'm looking at the like some of these. It would be an incredible feat for that to, to uh, be done. Like some of these achievements are like defeated 500 monsters. Yeah, like, and like complete the bestiary and stuff yeah. like that. Think about think about like how long some of these turn based battles go. Yep. So, but anyway. Uh, interesting stuff i let me know how they are um i might be interested in picking some of these up yeah i'll definitely uh keep you updated i keep i keep going back and forth and like because i know i need to get back to final fantasy 7 or i mean 9 um but like i really want to play these yeah I just got i got too many games yeah well, i know that problem but yeah that was just uh just a small little thing that I had noticed thought would be fun to talk about. Interesting. You guys got anything? 
Uh, I have, uh, interesting for me, I have all PlayStation 5 news this week. Um, That's a flip. Or, yeah, I know. Uh, or I guess, I guess it, well, one of these counts for PS4 too. So we'll just say all PlayStation news this week. So I'll go ahead and start with the first one because it is, um, it's not 100% confirmed. Okay. So this, this uh, piece of news is kind of off of a rumor. Um, but there was a video posted um, by a YouTuber called PSVR Without Parole, uh, who claims to have uh, insider knowledge about Sony's next-gen virtual reality software or hardware for PS5. Um, it looks like uh, it was also cor- uh, corroborated by another source, but um, talking about how the new PSVR 2's display will have a resolution of 2000 by 240, which is uh, a, actually a pretty big bump up from the current um, Oculus Quest 2. Um, it's also going to have OLED display technology with HDR um, and also possibly 110 degree field of view, field of view uh, and eye tracking technology. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it looks like, I mean, I, I always knew that PlayStation was going to continue to invest in their VR technology um, just because of how much uh, focus they put on it the past few years. Um, but this would be, this would be huge. This is like, you know, PC VR level stuff on a console. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things holding back the Quest is that display inside too you know what i mean yeah i I will say that there is room to grow there yeah as a standalone unit it's good but you can tell yeah like you said there's room to grow yeah i mean i enjoy my my quest but i don't play it as much as i thought i would um so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the outlook for me is on this item, but uh, it definitely, you know, keeps you interested with those kind of specs and you know improvements. Yeah. Um, so they're saying that the the launch could come as early as twenty twenty two. Yeah, I wonder what that thing's going to cost. I know. Uh, they also. S- say um that there will be haptic feedback on the controllers um and also haptic feedback in the headset as well to reduce motion sickness oh now that's pretty cool so yeah so i'm if that's a thing this could be this could be my entry level into vr so uh definitely definitely keep my eye on it for sure Michael will be looking down on us with our puny little Oculus Rift trying. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time, you know. <laughs> yes, UVR. Hey, guys, I, I I see you got a next-gen console. Um, I, I decided to get two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. <laughs> but that's uh, that's all for that story. Um, but like I said, it's it is from a YouTube video, so... Take it all with a uh, a gram of salt. Okay. Well, I have a um, some PS5 news as well, Micah. Oh, go for it. 
and I only have one this week, which is oh. kind of a flip for me. Um, but I did see an article on CNET that, uh, that it's titled PS5 shortage might be over as Sony secures more chips. Um, so basically in this article, the CFO of Sony um, has said that they have secured enough chips to meet its production goal for the year. Oh, wow. Dang. So um, let's see. Yeah, so it says they have enough chips to hit its target of 14.8 million PS5s this fiscal year. Wow. So maybe, uh, maybe we can start seeing them crank out through uh, production. It's like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, maybe so. I have a feeling they're going to run into different kind of supply chain issues, though, along the way. I don't think the yeah, um, yeah. I don't think the chip shortage is going to be their only issue. Uh, I think they'll probably have other supply issues. I think they're going to have a shipping issue trying to get them over here. Um, but that but, doesn't make for encouraging news. No, no. But you know, <laughs> the good news is they resolved one of the issues. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going to keep this grounded, though. We'll keep this in reality. Yeah. So I don't say you heard it from this podcast that PS5s are going to be uh, readily available, uh, but potentially better than it was. It's progress. It is progress. Baby steps. I'll, I'll take it. Yep. Yes. And I also did see in a similar article that uh, Sony also announced the PS5 is no longer being sold at a loss. Hey, there we go. Wow. That's pretty okay. impressive. So uh, they did say it impacted their bottom line uh, this year, I believe it was, but it's now no longer at a loss. So they should be improving on a financial basis as well. Profitability. Wow. I don't know how that compares. I don't know how that compares to Microsoft and the Xbox, but. um, I still feel like they're selling that at a loss. Um, I'm going to double check. You're talking about the Xbox or the... Yeah, Series X. Yeah, I hadn't heard any other stories that they were not, so... Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it says... Uh, well, the the most recent article is, is of May 7th of 2021, um, but Microsoft says that uh, Xbox consoles have always been sold at a loss. For the past 20 years, Microsoft has never made a profit selling an Xbox console. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. That's wild. Lost leader. Yep. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, This article also states that Sony said that it sold 10 million PS5 since the consoles launched nine months ago. Wow. That's insane. So maybe by the time the next console comes out, you'll be able to get this one. Fingers crossed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's all my PS5 news this week. I'll I'll let it rest there. All right. Well, I'll I'll flip back to another PS5 ish uh, news story. This is a very short one, um, but uh, this week. Um, Yesterday, actually, uh, 
two PlayStation 5 dev kits popped up on eBay briefly before being taken off uh, the website. Did you guys see this? I saw the headline, but I, didn't, I don't yeah. know the details. Yeah, so the, so the um, price for them, uh, they managed to get 12 bids in before they were pulled, and it got up to 3373 U.S. dollars. Huh. Yeah. I don't know really what I was expecting. Yeah. So it's basically identical to a current PS5, except for the design, obviously, of the actual box. It's the it's the the one that has the V cutout in it. Um and it came with a, a pair of black uh dual sense uh two controllers. Um or dual sense controllers. Uh but yeah. It, it immediately was taken down as soon as Sony uh, found that it was it was online. Interesting how it flowed there. Mm-hmm. Was it just some? Or was it fake, or was it some guy that got his hands on some dev kits? Uh, they were not fake. Um, somehow someone had gotten their hand on uh, two dev kits. the The problem is. Uh, from Sony's point of view, that these dev kits could be bought, could be purchased by hacker groups to figure out a way around the DRM on a PS5. Yeah, um, which it'll happen eventually, but uh, they don't want it to happen. You know, nine months after release. Understandable. So, so I understand. But and that yeah. would be pretty wild to have your hands on the dev kit of the of one of, of one of those consoles. Yeah, I mean, I I always thought it'd be cool to have one just to, you know, to have sitting up somewhere, kind of like as a, like, almost like a collect collectible. Um, yeah, like a trophy. Right. Uh, if you could, if you could get one, that'd be awesome. Yeah, look at the price those things we're going for. Oh, I know crazy amount. I, I, I probably wouldn't go for one that's a current console dev kit. I'd probably try to find one that's like a retro dev kit. Um, I'm sure those are even more expensive, but to me, that would be awesome to have like a dev kit for the original uh, NES or the Super Nintendo. That would be that would be Man, sick. I, I bet those are incredibly rare. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But that's it. That's all I got for that one. Any more PS5 news out there? Um, sorta. This is a PS4, PS5 um news item. And of course, it has to do with one of my uh favorite games to mention on this podcast, which is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so uh, there was a uh, blog post yesterday uh, from Sucker Punch that uh, in September, on September 3rd specifically, uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is the, the online um, uh, multiplayer component of uh, the game, they will be, it will be getting uh, a game mode called Ghost of Tsushima Legends Rivals, which is uh, kind of like a horde mode. Um, where two teams of two 
face off basically against uh, waves of enemies and see who can survive the longest. That sounds cool. Yeah. So just another reason for me to get right back into the game again. That's what I was going to say, Micah. It just keeps giving you more more and more to keep you going. Yeah, and then the PS5 uh, update is coming out soon. Um, so I'll be buying that because it has the, the uh, total uh, completely new region, Iki Island, uh, kind of like the expansion region. So uh, that's, the, that's the remastered one too, is it not? Yep. Or, yeah. yep. Mark, that's the one we need to get our hands on. Yeah, that's what I've been waiting on. If I was going to get one, a PS5. That would be the reason I would get one. That's exactly what I'm thinking. The only problem is my entertainment stand that my TV sits on, it, it's already got a lot of room being taken up with the, my Series X and the Switch. I don't know where the PS5 would fit. and like All my HDMI ports are only on one side. You're going to have to, like me, man, you're going to have to, every time you switch from, from your Xbox to your PS5, you got to go unplug it. <laughs> plug the other one in yeah dude, i went to like keep one in like the cabinet version <laughs> the cabinet of the entertainment saying like bring, bring it out and switch it out every time yeah dang Micah, you gotta do that every time yeah i don't i don't unplug the uh hdmi cable from the tv i just swap the backs on the uh, xbox to the ps5 oh man yep that's why i when I, when I start playing one, I play that one for a while, and then I switch over and play the other one for a while. Now, so is that strictly because it's on the wrong side, or? No, it's it's because I only have one free HDMI 2.1 port on my TV. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I have two HDMI 2.1s, but one is, um, is the uh, ARC port that runs my audio to my uh, surround sound. Gotcha. Yeah, so I was gonna say I can't imagine you only have one HDMI port. No, I got four, but only only yeah. one free for the next gen consoles. Um, right. But I will say, playing my games at uh, 120 hertz is game changing. Really? I didn't, I didn't think I would notice it, but I 100% notice it. Going from 30 to 120 is pretty substantial yeah yeah my tv's only got two hdmi ports right now it's not really a problem but yeah i I get the ps5 it'll become a problem i think pretty quick yeah either that or the switch is just going to be like a mobile device it's not going to get a spot anymore yeah my switch uh does have an hdmi port but it's not one of my 2.1s. It's just one of my regular ports. You guys would just set your setup to where uh, you have an AV input to a coax cable like me. <laughs> Got to put it on channel three to, you know, get it to work, but... <laughs> Make sure the VCR is plugged in. Yeah, you, you don't have to worry about all that. Yeah. <laughs> remember those days? Old school. Yeah, I remember those days. Yep. But <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, Mark, it's all. Mark, do you know about that? Uh, I, yeah, I remember. I remember AV and everything. I don't know if I necessarily had to go through all the. Maybe not jump through quite as many hoops. 
So you didn't, have to, you didn't have to do the VCR to the TV to get it to work? No, all the game systems I played with, I could pretty much plug them straight in. So they all had – the ones that you had all had component cables. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The so problem missed, is the TVs, You missed the old coax days. Yeah, the TVs didn't have those on it is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, guys, I uh, – I'm still young, fellas. <laughs> and and some TVs only gave you one audio input. Yep. So you had so, to guess. So like your red uh, input or output cable would just be hanging out, hanging out, You're dangling. <laughs> You'd be playing in mono. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I ever had to do that. Uh, luckily, um, but I, uh, I it definitely. I definitely wasn't one of the first ones out of my friends to to move on to like HD HDMI ports. I played on on the the, the components for forever. Yep, it's crazy it, how many uh, inputs have changed since the beginning. Like, start off with coaxial, and then it went to component, and then it went to uh, what was the step up? It was like it had the regular weird. components. And then it had the blue, green, and something else. Oh, yeah. That was the red. HD one. Yeah, HD component. Then it had S-Video. Didn't now the, uh, the 360 and the PS3, weren't they? Weren't they can you, couldn't you play those with component cables in the early yeah. days? They had components and they had HD component. But you yeah, could, that's so you could switch it, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, being, I remember thinking... Uh, I would never be able to tell the difference between if I was playing HD or, HD or you know, just regular component cables. Uh, uh, and one of my buddies had the HD cables. And uh, I, I went over to his house and saw it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yep. I'm living in the dark ages here. <laughs> That's what it feels like, especially if you go back and – and I'll talk about this a little bit later. I played a, a pretty old game this week. Um but I went back and played it. I was like, this is hideous. But I remember it looking at it and thinking that at the time, like games could not look any better than that game. <laughs> Dude, I know. I can remember looking at like PS2 games after, you know, like 64 or PS1. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't get better than this. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is the pinnacle. It will never <laughs> improve. I don't wish we could go back. Yeah. In a way. Same that wonder. I mean, you can go back, but unfortunately, you go back. You don't and, get the same feelings, right? It's the it's the opposite. You're like, God, this is hideous. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess we appreciate what we have now more. That's true. Um. Well, I have some uh, some NASCAR news. If you guys oh. like to hear NASCAR, go for it. Some NASCAR news. Um. Chase Elliott is primed for a possible third straight win at Watkins Glen. Um, okay, just kidding. Um, they <laughs> they have uh, announced that they have a gaming truck event tour. Um, it's a NASCAR. It says it's an 80-foot, 35-ton mobile gaming arena. Good Lord. Which includes a main stage, caster booth, roof deck, and full production capabilities. And will host gameplay featuring Rocket League, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 
as well as iRacing on simulators. And participating fans will have the chance to play for prizes and giveaways throughout each weekend act- activation. Um, so basically, they're going to go through um, – it looks like seven different races, uh, Watkins Glen, uh, Michigan, Daytona, uh, Talladega, uh, Kansas, Martinsville and Phoenix. Um, and this thing's going to be there. And I guess, I don't, it, it doesn't say if fans are like, if, if you have to pay into this or if you're selected randomly with a, when you buy a ticket. Um, but what, what I, what I thought was interesting, this is on NASCAR's like main page. Like this isn't, you know, Kotaku or something. This is coming from NASCAR. Um, Nick Rind, who is their managing director of gaming, said uh, gaming has had a massive impact on the world of NASCAR over the past year and a half to the point where it is now undeniably part of the sports DNA in the digital age. Wow. Uh, You know, Ryan, I know you got into iRacing kind of because of everything, right? Yeah, I mean, really, when COVID first started, you know, and they did it on you know the tv i was like that looks kind of fun um you know i always like nascar games on like the playstation things like that i was like Mm -hmm. that looks a little more legit um let me check it out and uh so yeah it was definitely a lot of a lot of fun it got me hooked i actually need to get back into it Uh, i just haven't had necessarily the time uh so so apparently they're they're doing this through allied esports uh, i've never heard of that company um but uh apparently also as part of this it says fans will also have the first their first opportunity to get their hands on a limited demo of the new nascar 21 video game from motorsport games which i had no idea they were making so that's kind of hmm. yeah i had no idea either i loved the uh dirt to daytona story mode in, in the old nascar games yeah i i haven't played a, a ton of nascar games on the console just to, just every so often I, i'll pick one up for fun and then i'm done pretty quick so uh just because you mentioned it i was interested i looked up allied esports mm-hmm. um they are publicly traded they're on nasdaq so. oh wow so if you guys want to buy some stock into Allied Esports, the stock is at two dollars and five cent a share right now. It's really not that bad. Yeah, who so, knows? Maybe uh, maybe they'll pop off with uh, NASCAR. You could, they could, man. Uh, so I was just I was curious to see, uh, you know, if if they had links to like ten cent or something um, since our oh, story yeah. last week. Uh, but no, they're uh, from Irving, California, um, and they're publicly traded. So interesting. I just cannot get over the fact that out of all the sports to prosper during a pandemic, NASCAR is the one to do it. Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, other than golf, it's pretty yeah. perfect. Like, True. Everyone's in their own car. Yeah. Six feet no, exactly. There's no uh, close contacts. Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up my entire family on on both sides. You know, I followed NASCAR like since both my parents were kids and and everything. So it's like always been a big part of my family. Um, I've never personally been huge into it. Mm-hmm. 
kind of like Ryan, I, I would I would get the NASCAR games like every once in a while on console. Um, but I do think it's 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 a really cool story to just that we've watched this unfold like, and now they have a freaking managing director of gaming. Yeah, I think it's yeah. neat because NASCAR was like in the pits. Yeah, so they needed they, something. They needed something to yeah. reinvigorate them, and this this did it. I hope it. Uh, I hope it continues to pay off for them, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I hope. It, I hope this does. I hope we don't look back and this was like their 15 minutes of fame that they somehow blew. Yeah. Well, it is NASCAR, so we'll see. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I'm gonna go fast. I'm gonna go left. <laughs> 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 but yeah i thought that i just thought that was a cool story um that's really all there is on that one that's interesting yep it's growing yeah. ryan you might uh you might some you might should could score some tickets and go play this thing hey, and g- give us a report of heck on on the, on the podcast i'm willing if they're uh if they're giving them, i'm going <laughs> that's right what's the closest you said it was uh uh, you didn't think there was a local race, did you? Well, there's uh, local. I guess the closest to us would be Martinsville in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I was thinking if it, if it was coming to like Charlotte Motor Speedway, you know, that'd be. That's a trek that that you that you'd be willing to make for NASCAR. Right, we could do that, yeah. But I'm not going to Virginia for NASCAR. I, you know what? If I saw Micah at a NASCAR race, I think I would lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to one uh, when I was really young. Um, uh, my dad took me, but anyone who knows me knows it's not my thing. So, yeah, it's definitely not my thing, not my crowd. Yeah. I feel like. Kinda... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like Micah at a NASCAR race is like a meme waiting to happen. It He's gonna look be, like that uh, that soccer fan that has like his hands on his hips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would be real interesting. Yeah, um, I think they're I think they're fun to go to. It's and and growing up around it, you know, I was I always enjoyed like how much my family got into it. Uh, even if I personally wasn't like you know really tied to the sport, but it'll always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah. My my dad and grandfather were into it big time. I remember. Sundays after church, the race would be on for like four hours on TV. Yep. <laughs> They'd be asleep, but you couldn't turn the channel. <laughs> so, yep. That's a pretty cool topic there, Mark. Good yep. one there. You guys got uh, anything else? Uh, I am done with my news for the week. I've got, a, I've got one more for you. Um, I found an article that I found kind of interesting, but basically it lists the top 10 selling Nintendo Switch games as of June 2021. Um, hmm. This is from NintendoLife.com. But the reason it's interesting is because, um, I mean, what do you think is number one? Uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I'm going to say Mario Kart. It, it is Mario Kart. Wow. Um, which, you know, that one I, I kind of got. And then, like, second, I was kind of thinking, like, uh, Legend of Zelda, Smash Brothers. It's actually mm-hmm. Animal Crossing. Okay. 
Yeah, I could see that. My sister yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, I didn't realize the number was so large of, you know, the following on that game. You know, I might not have guessed that for a second, like right off. But now you say, I remember like when it came out, it was like breaking all these records. Yeah, I just figured I Smash Brothers would be above that, you know? Yeah. But it literally sold like 9 million more than Smash Brothers. Wow. That's insane. So, yeah, basically the list is Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, Super Smash Brothers, then The Legend of Zelda, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Party, and then Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, uh, Splatoon 2, and Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure outsold um, Fire Emblem? It seems to be. That what was that? Me. What was that thing that they had on the Wii? Was it Wii Fit? Is that what it was? With the scale? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was a talk about bringing shame to gaming. Well, I was going to say that that uh, the 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 ring thing on the Switch is is the Wii Fit of the Switch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. I remember like everyone had that freaking scale. I remember running in place on that thing, being like, "This is so cool! I feel like I'm in the game." Yeah. Yeah, they got they got them all. Yeah, dude. It would would show your your BMI to everyone in the room. That's all a post on Reddit though. That uh, this like dude's grandma has like nine thousand straight days logged in Wii Fit. (laughs) Good for her. Wow, keeping her young. I think what's more impressive is that the Wii Fit has lasted that long. Yeah, there was a sort of, you know, catastrophic hardware failure. Those those uh, scales must be pretty high quality. Uh, yeah, I mean, you were jumping on them and stuff. Yeah, and she's got ninety thousand days. Like that's that's a lot of use. Yeah, I remember. I remember, like, I would jump on mine, and uh, you know, I was like. I was like, you know, pretty young with a castle, and everybody's sort of like, "Don't jump on it so hard, you're gonna break it." And I was like, "Well, how do you not?" I mean, I'm jumping; like, it tells me right. to jump. Like, jump, jump softly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'll hop. I'll, yeah. I'll compromise with hop. Yeah, so like the Ring Fit Adventure—that's just basically like a hula hoop, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that thing looks like you're like driving in place or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's the size of a hula hoop, obviously, but uh, basically, it's just a big circle thing you hold, right? Is it that's weighted? what it, it's got to be weighted, right? It's the uh, know. it's the gaming version of the shake weight, yeah. Well, they kind of had that on the Wii. You remember the Mario Kart came with that the steering wheel that you put your Wiimote inside, yes. I remember, oh, that. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, t- I gotta, you gotta give Nintendo props, man. They're they know how to market their their accessories. They are not afraid to try anything either. No, and you can buy an actual Pokeball to use for Pokemon Go on the on the uh, Switch. You can take with you, and it's, it's a pedometer, so it counts your steps. <laughs> so when you log back into the game, you get like your your Pokemon level up because you've taken them for a walk. I just I didn't understand how you were supposed to like. I mean, I, I guess like the. The circle in the middle, I guess, like where like the real Pokeball would like open and like click closed. Mm-hmm. Was that like the joystick and like the A button and everything? 
You know, I have no clue. I didn't look into it uh, super, super closely. I would assume so, unless it's something that you just used with the mobile game. True. Like you get a vibration on your phone that a Pokemon's here, so you click that button to try and capture the Pokemon. Yeah, I never... I never looked into it either, so. And just so you guys know, the the ring is called a ring con. Ring con, <laughs> okay. Oh, Nintendo. Nintendo really just picks a theme and sticks with it. Yeah, man. You got to give them that. I just can't imagine the people developing it. Like, what do you think of this? Sure. It was, like, first I'll, of all, promoted. It's very Japanese. It's very Japanese. Well, you got to love Nintendo, though. Well, I guess you don't got to love them for some of the things they do, but <laughs> the effort is at least there. Yeah. That is for sure. But, yep, that's uh, that's the list, fellas. Top 10 interesting. games. Glad you brought that list. up. That's interesting. All right, Mark, you said you had one more. Uh, I have one more. Um, yeah, I, we can move on to game, the games we play since we're getting close on time. But uh, it's basically – so I know I've talked about not being super excited for the new Battlefield 24, game 2042. Um, mm-hmm. That was until this new trailer. Oh. Uh, that re- so they revealed their new game mode. I guess it's going to have three main game modes. It's online only. Um, but their new game mode is called Portal. Uh, and basically, uh, it looks like you can have 128 players on these servers in 2042, which is insane anyways. I remember being excited for, for like 32 players in a match. Um, but uh, Portal is going to take all elements of all like previous battlefields and throw them together. And you can create basically any mix match of a battlefield game you want. So... And the trailer, it shows like, like Nazi soldiers launching a jeep towards like, like an Osprey, like a, you know, like one of those modern planes that has like the helicopter blades that can mm-hmm. rotate and stuff. Um, and then it shows like, uh, some like German soldiers like running at with just knives towards like modern day soldiers with just defibrillators. So you can have like, I mean, it's it's, it's going to like combine all these elements and. Um, like one thing people are talking about is having um, 32 people use like car 98 K's from world war two. And then having like five people use weapons and, and equipment from 2042. Um, they're also adding like the ability to have bots in your game. So you don't have to sit around and wait for like real people to fill these servers up, which I think is a really good idea, um, especially with how big they're going to be. Um and let's see, there's something else about it. They've released all the, it looks like they've released what they're adding from previous games, um, like the vehicles and the maps and stuff. And they're all going to, so like the old maps are going to have like way scaled up destruction, which is like a big thing in Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I will say I am much more optimistic um, that, and I realize 
they had a game Battlefield 1943 back on the 360 that was all online, and I played the the crap out of that. So uh, <laughs> I kind of felt maybe I had a knee jerk reaction to 2042 initially, um, and so now my my eyes are very much focused on this. So I'm kind of looking forward to it now. That's good. You have to let us know how it is. That that sounds awesome. I I'm all for people you know, getting the opportunity to create their own game modes, especially this. And this mode seems like it's especially made for the fans. Yeah. And that's something I think is going to be really cool. And then I, I don't know how far back this joke goes. I remember it from Battlefield 3, but people have been calling for a dinosaurs mode for like years. <laughs> um, so some people are speculating EA slash dice this, this might be the game we get a dinosaur mode in Battlefield, which would honestly be the cherry on top of the, the already delicious-sounding pie. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's just a quick one, quick update on that game. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know when it comes out. Um, but it's, it, that, that game mode just sounds pretty, pretty freaking cool. Well, I'm pulling for you, Mark. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I, I, ho- I hope they pull it out there for you. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. But, uh, you know, it's EA, so you can't really give them too much Yeah. before, before you have the final product in your hand. That's a very true statement. Yep. But that's, uh, that's all my news for the week. So we want to transition to what we've been playing. Yep. Yep, I think that's all the news. Well, who wants to kick it off? Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. So, um, you know, uh, I don't remember what night it was. Saturday, maybe. Anyway, I had the day to play some games and was debating what to play. And Mark has been trying to get me to buy a game called Factorio. And it never, ever goes on sale. (laughs) And so I said, well, I've got a lot of hours today. I'm going to go for it. So I downloaded Factorio, and it has since wrecked havoc on my life. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's addicting for sure, but basically it is a automation game. It is a strategy game. I, it literally has a little bit of everything. Um, survival game. Yeah, it is survival. Um, it's it's got combat. I mean, what what else does it have, Mark? Um isometric if you're into that yeah it, it has, has like that old school feel yeah it's i mean it's got alien cockroaches i mean yes worms that shoot acid at you yeah i mean this game and then all at the same time you you have to manage and strategically plan a factory essentially yeah with the logistics the, network with trains running through that factory and, and robots yeah, it's kind of all over the place, to be honest with you. But I, I love that the game has a long-term goal that you're trying to achieve while doing all of this. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, you what crash on this planet in your spaceship, and the goal is to rebuild the spaceship and leave the planet. Uh, and to do so, you have to create a factory, and you, you have to find your resources to do so. Uh, and that's where all the strategy comes into play 
as well as, you know, obviously the people who live on the planet don't really like you being there and polluting it. So um, it, it's pretty wild uh, just to see it from, from start to um, I'm currently 18 hours in. Whoa. Yeah, that's uh, I, I bought that game probably two or three years ago. Uh, and, and Ryan and I played a little bit of it together. I don't remember what night this week, but uh, from two or three years ago, I had three hours total in the game. Good and night. Ryan came in with already having me. Yeah. The problem is I have a goal. Like I, I lock in on a vision on these type of games and I don't stop until like I get there. And this is one of those games that just hooks you. It's like, it's kind of like the Civ one more turn mentality. It's like, oh, I just got to do one more thing. Yeah, because yeah, and then I'll have this done, or or, you know, or then I can complete this next task, and then that turns into one more, one more task. Yeah, it's like once something is automated, you're like, now that I don't have to do that, I can now work on this other thing. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it it truly is. But um, I, I really hate that I've waited this long to purchase this game. I told you, man. (laughs) This was thirty dollars well spent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know like about you, but like it, at first glance, it does not look like there's much to it. Um, but like you said, once you once you get started and you start like kind of like figuring things out, there's a lot there. And then I've, I've also heard kind of like once you really understand like the vanilla game, the mods are, are totally change the game and you can do so much more than what the base game offers. So yeah. I think kind of crazy to get into that too i've heard that same thing um and i'm, I'm kind of scared of that if i'm spending this much time <laughs> on the vanilla game what am i going to get myself into <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving man yeah i'm afraid i'm afraid this is gonna be one of those that i, I think a lot of hours into but yeah. that's what you want right yeah. That's right Absolutely. 30 hours or $30 for a hundred hours of fun, I would say is a good deal. But if you turn that into a thousand hours of fun, it's an even better deal. That's right. It's paid for itself multiple times over at that point. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I guess we do have to look at games as like a per hour. What does it cost us? You know, I try not to do that because then I look at all the unplayed games I have on Steam. <laughs> yeah. So like so far I'm like a dollar sixty per hour. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. It's making it back. Yeah, as long as it's less than what you make per hour, then you're good. <laughs> that's a pretty good rule of thumb yeah (laughs) i've not heard that one but i guess i I mean that's true it's a true statement i I mean it has to be i guess right yeah yeah if it costs you money to to put hours into the game i don't know that i want that game yeah you might want to rethink priorities (laughs) there it must be uh a paradox game right where it just keeps yeah exactly dlc every day Oh man, I gotta make my game my my game payment. Yep, I, I want that. 
I want that alternative banner picture uh, picture. So I'm gonna pay six dollars. Yep. Cash cow, man. Yep. They make good games though, so I can't. That's true. They do. I'm, I can't trash them too much. Although they do have some pretty scummy DLC practices, so. But you are correct. Some yeah. good games. But that's actually all I've been playing, uh, considering I have 18 hours in it. Yeah. Well, that's enough. So uh, probably next week, you'll, whenever we have the podcast, it'll say Factorio again. <laughs> I'll have 52 hours. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting off that planet. So <laughs> before the next recording, Ryan will escape. That'd so. be impressive. Yeah, it would. No pressure, Ryan. Yeah, no pressure. But that's it for me, guys. Uh, Mark, I know you've been playing some Factorio, uh, obviously, because we played some. But anything else you've been getting into? Yeah, you know, uh, I think I talked a little bit last week about playing Battlefield 4. Um, I think I claimed that that game came out. In, I'm probably going to get it wrong, whatever I claimed last episode. But I was, if I think it's, I think I said 2014. I think I noticed like that. Like, literally, right after recording, I think it came out, like, 2016. Um, so, my bad on that. Uh, but then, after that, jumped back into some Battlefield 1. Um, and I, I got – I think – I'm going to say it. I think Battlefield 1 is my favorite Battlefield ever. I know it has its flaws. I know it's not perfect. But I think, really, for the first time, uh, you feel immersed in World War One. Um, and in my opinion, that's a that's a war that I mean, understandably gets overshadowed by the one that followed it. Um, but it's still a crazy interesting time period. I mean, you had planes flying above you with like literally just like what they qualified for like a light machine or like an LMG at the time strapped to it. Um, you had cavalry running and you had freaking lever action rifles going. I mean, that's I mean mustard gas. I mean, that's just a whole lot going on in one war. Um, so I've been playing that. Um, Micah, have, have you heard of the game Enlisted on Series X and S? I want it sounds familiar. Enlisted. It's uh, a free World War One first person shooter. Okay, yeah. So it's yes, I have. So I, I tried that played. out. Uh, you know, it's all right. I tried it out. Um, the the UI really feels like it, it's a pc game um so I, I don't know if it also came out on pc um i will say uh it is very very easy um I, from what i can tell there's not a whole lot of like really involved like physics like in battlefield but then again it's a free game um mm -hmm. but like for instance like the the first and only match i played uh, I, I, I scored top like on both my team and uh, against the enemy team. Um, somehow we still lost, which is kind of ridiculous, but, uh, <laughs> but it's fun. Um, but you know, I'm glad it's free, uh, but it's at least worth a mention. Um, Interesting. Then other than that played some more dark Alliance, um, ran into some more headaches in that game. Uh, I think I mentioned last week I was two missions away from beating the entire game. Uh, and then the game decided to, to make me restart the final campaign for whatever reason. Um, 
and Wait, uh, all so, the levels. No, no, no. Just the last like stretch of three levels oh, of like, okay. the last campaign, which isn't a big deal. Um, but like, like I know I mentioned that me and the guy I play with, we play on like the, the hardest difficulty. So, um, like each mission usually takes us like a couple of hours. Um, if, if we are, if we aren't dying a lot, mm-hmm. uh, so we had to redo that. And so like, it, it kind of felt like the first time we did it was two hours. We're never getting back. Um, but we, we, we rebeat that mission. Um, and playing as Caddy Bree, uh, at the end, you know, it gives you like your stats that you, that you did throughout the whole mission. Um, he, he's playing as Brunor, the dwarf. It said he killed 23 enemies. Then it pops up and says mine, and I killed 106 enemies. Oh, my gosh. So the balancing is just really not there. Uh, but it's still a fun game. You know, it's not not that big of a deal to have to redo a mission. A little frustrating. A little bit of a head-scratcher, but it's still a fun game. So that's really all I've been playing. Very cool. I, I'm interested to see if they'll uh... – Make a follow up to Dark Alliance. I feel like they have to. I feel like it's done good enough that they should they should give it a shot. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it if they did. I, if especially if they work on some of the uh, issues that this one has. Yeah, that I think a sequel could be crazy solid. Yeah, I would I would prefer to have a more fluid story rather than popping you back out to like that hub world every mission. But yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see what they could do going forward. Yeah, I think if they really not saying they didn't put the work in on this one, but if they look at what this game got right and what it got wrong, then a sequel could really knock it out of the park. Yeah. I agree. What have you been getting into? So I think I simultaneously have played the oldest game this week and the newest game this week. Uh, so I'll start with the oldest game. Um, I think you, uh, I think you take that crown pretty much every week. Yeah. At least for the old games. Yeah. At least for the old ones, for sure. Um, but the oldest game I played is uh, far cry Two. Um, I kind of like you, Mark, I'm just going to say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. Um, no, I think Far Cry 2 is the best Far Cry game. Um, and I know that gets some people riled up because Far Cry 3 is really, really good. Um, but there's something about Far Cry 2 that it's just like a, it's just a bleak, brutal game um, where I could, there's I no would follow good guy. Dark in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Far Cry 2 is awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been playing that this week. I actually got it for free. Um, I've been doing the Game Pass uh, quests, where like you log in on the mobile app, and then you you know get an achievement, a Game Pass game or whatever, and it adds up to points. And I have mine to auto redeem for a gift card, an e gift card. So I had ten dollars uh, on my Microsoft account, and Far Cry Two was on sale. I think the sale is still going on till midnight tonight. Uh, it was on sale for six bucks. So oh, wow. I just used it and picked it up and uh, jumped into that nostalgia. Uh, and that game is awesome. I mean, I, I forgot that you would have like 
random malaria attacks and you had to take your pills or <laughs> yeah die of malaria. Yellow. yeah um you know and, and like this is the game i was talking about earlier where uh when i was younger and i this game first came out i think it came out in 08 um but i thought man this this game looks fantastic but then going back now it it looks it looks rough um far cry 2 I would give them $60 right now if they would remaster this game. Me too. Um, I would buy it immediately. Uh, I I, I remember, not to interrupt you here, it's a funny story. Um, When that game was was the newest Far Cry, um, I want to say my sister was 17. Um, And I only remember that because I, we were home alone one day and I was like, begging her to take me to GameStop so we could buy it. So she finally like caves <laughs> and we drive all the way out there and the, we get there and I'm bringing it up to the counter. And he's like, yeah, I can't sell this to you since your sister's not 18. And I was like, bro, I was like, she's 17, man. Come on. Just look the other way. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I was so pissed. <laughs> so I had to wait. And like, I think my dad got it for me. Like, cause he lived like right behind or he worked right behind that GameStop. Yeah. Uh, so I think he picked it up for me, but I, I remember just being like so like disheartened on the like, right Come on, man. Like, come and I was on. like, it, it's, it was probably less than a year till she turned 18. Like, are we serious yeah. right now? Yeah. Well, it probably would have been less than a year. Well, that's Mark. funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, he probably, yeah. he probably thought y'all were like secret shoppers trying to catch him out. On not doing yeah, he job. probably did. No, I was just a little kid that wanted to play a game that he yeah. probably shouldn't have been playing. I'm, I will say, man, I, I've been playing it, and it is – you want to talk about, like, a dark, bleak game? Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, <laughs> there is no good person in this game. Like, there's no, no such thing as a good guy. Um, like, the person you're playing is just a straight-up murderer. Um, like you're not doing anything to like for like a higher purpose you're killing people for blood diamonds in this game uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that's right i mean it's just it's it is just hardcore Alpha. you're actively working to destabilize i don't remember what country you're in but... it's africa it, well it's i think it's it's just like a fictional country in africa but okay yeah, yeah you're... Like it, it was very nondescript african country but yeah you're not a good guy you know, one of the things I like really remember about that game, and I, I it's probably to the it's probably why to this day like the fire in Far Cry blows me away. But I remember like throwing a Molotov cocktail and just like watching it ignite like all the dead grass and everything. And, like just the dudes would like you're like the enemies would like start freaking out, and, like responding to it. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't know why. Like I, I think to this day, like the fire in Far Cry like five and everything still blows me away. Yeah, yeah. It it's it still holds up. Um even now like there it's got far cry 2 has more physics based reactions than some new games like you can cut down like the palm tree looking shrubs with automatic weapon fire in far cry 2 like you can it, it blows the leaves off of these bushes which is you know you can't you can shoot a car in cyberpunk and no bullet hole shows up in the windshield so you know, we'll say that you know it, it still it still has some some redeeming qualities. So, 
that's really awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing that, uh, this week and, um, been playing a game that was just released on game pass. It just came out called the ascent. Have either of you heard of this? Uh, I've seen it on the dashboard. Okay. Um, it is on Xbox and it's also on PC. Um, this is probably the best cyberpunk game I have played. Really? Period. Wow. Um, it's awesome. It, I have only played it on console. It's on Game Pass. I feel like it would work better on PC. Um, just the controls. It's a twin stick sh- uh, shooter. And for me, it's just easier to aim with mouse and keyboard and those types of games. Um, but this game looks phenomenal um the audio and the music is fantastic the voice acting is really good the story is really awesome um you you can loot and pick up all kinds of armors and weapons you can install augmentations on your body you can update your upgrade your cyber deck like everything you can possibly think of that you want to do in a cyberpunk game you can do in this game um, and the world is amazingly well uh, designed. Um, if you ha- have the opportunity, try it on Game Pass. Um, I think it's also, if you have Game Pass for PC, it's on that as well. So you can download it um, and play it for free on PC, which I actually might do this week just to see uh, how the controls feel on PC. But as of right now, the Ascent, I'm giving it a 90%. So is it uh, open world? Um, yes, it's got RPG elements and it's open world to some extent. Like there's um, each area, it connects to another area. So it's kind of like hub worlds. Does that make sense? Right. But, but you can go anywhere and you can um, tackle missions uh, however you want. Most of the time, though, it's you just go in there and, and exterminate uh, enemies. But um there is limited hacking in the game like it's it's just really good it's a it's a fantastic cyberpunk game well yeah i'm uh i really didn't even know what it was about i thought it was a first person shooter uh like like online like team versus team thing uh yeah but i might have to check that out yeah you you absolutely should it kind of got overshadowed not a lot of information came out about it um because it was made by such a small team. Um, it's made between uh, by a team of 11 people. Oh, wow. Uh, and it is fantastic. Fantastic. Like, for, for example, on VG247, um, yesterday, this story released out. I had this article saved. I didn't want to talk about it in the news, but because I played the game. But in the first weekend of its sales, The Ascent made $5 million. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. So if you, you have a chance, try it out. Wow. Sounds like we all had some pretty good games this week. Yep. Sure did. So that's it for me. That is all I uh, played this week. Nice. Nice. Uh, from World War One to Cyberpunk to getting World off Alien Africa Planet. to yeah escaping an alien planet. 
Forgotten Realms. Been all over the place, man. Globe Trotters. That's right. Talk about diversifying. All right. Well, you know the uh, the trend here, Micah. Absolutely. If you like what you heard and you'd like to get some more, head on over to patreon.com slash digital theory podcast. Give us some support. We'd really, really appreciate it. And you can get uh, early access to episodes as well as bonus episodes uh, when, when we record them. So uh, head on over uh, and uh, give us some support. We'd love to hear from you. And also I will go ahead and give the um, weekly shout out. I'm trying to find a got California this week. Cali. Uh, yeah, we're the West Coast and do Lancaster, California. So shout out to Lancaster, California. Thanks for tuning in. All my homies love Lancaster, California. Hey man. Never been there, but I feel like I like it. Feels like feels like a, a place that would nurture my soul. Let's see. Lancaster. I'm just curious where at in California that is. Uh, come on, Google Maps. Uh, Northern Los Angeles County. Yep, there it is, right above LA. Yeah. Cool. That's right, the six six one representing us. <laughs> thank you for turning in we appreciate it yep absolutely well guys uh i guess we will see you next week yep talk to y'all in a bit as always have a good one